With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In five, four, three, two, one. It's time for the rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. Welcome into the rundown. I am Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining me this afternoon on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Around the world on the iHeartRadio app. I appreciate it as always. Great stuff planned for the show today. Today we're going to talk about... Uh, let's see here. What do I have on my list today? I feel like... Um, remember back in the day, like Rush Limbaugh used to talk about how he had like his, his list, his stack of stuff. That's kind of where I'm at. Where... Not that I'm Rush Limbaugh, although I'd love Rush Limbaugh's paycheck. But I do have a stack of stuff that I'm going to get into today, including uh, Penny Hardaway, former former Orlando Magic player, now coach of Memphis, is upset because he says other coaches are jealous of him. Really? Okay. That sounds great. Uh, Deshaun Watson does something really cool for his mom. Of course, we like feel-good stories where you can help out your mom. we we'll talk about that for a moment. We've also got, uh, oh, a big basketball game tonight. The number one team in the country, the Tennessee Volunteers, will be in town to take on the South Carolina Gamecocks. Huge matchup. And... Tennessee comes in as an 8.5-point favorite over South Carolina. We'll get into that momentarily. Also tonight, Clemson will play Pittsburgh. Not much shine on that matchup. I mean, two teams near the bottom of the pack in the ACC, but Clemson has a chance to kind of try to salvage their season. If they're going to do that, they need to start tonight. So we'll get into some hoops talk in a little bit. Uh, A couple of other little things that I thought were interesting that uh, a lot of it came across my Twitter and social media feeds today. You can follow me on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. The biggest thing was after the Senior Bowl, Debo Samuel, former South Carolina wideout, is now in the mix to be a first-round draft pick in the NFL. Now, if you could take your moment there, and I'm not trying to throw shade at Debo Samuel. I think he's one of the most electric players that I've ever had the ability to sit and watch and enjoy. He is a special, special player. But do you think Debo Samuel is worthy of being a first-round draft pick? And they're basing this off of his performance in the Senior Bowl. If you looked at his his stuff before then... He was projected as like a third-round pick. I've seen him projected as 
between a second to a fourth round pick on most of the the mock drafts and stuff that they had come out. My my thing with that is is that I'm not saying that Debo Samuel's not a great player. I just think that when you have the one bowl, the one senior bowl, if that's all you need to take you from the third round to the first round, I think you need a little more than that. Now he had a heck of a heck of a performance in that uh, in the senior bowl. But when you look at Debo Samuel's numbers, he played this season more games than he played uh, in any other season that he was at South Carolina. Freshman year, five games. Sophomore year, ten games. Junior year, three games. And then he played in 12 games as a senior. He had more catches this year and, of course, for more yards than he had in his previous time uh, with the Gamecocks. In fact, his 11 touchdown catches this year were, he he had 16 total in his career. 11 of them came this year. But when I watched Debo Samuel, it didn't seem to me like he had that intangible it. And I don't know exactly what that word is or what that, that thing is. He had it his junior year. Before he he had the incident where he messed up his foot in the Kentucky game. When he got the ball in space, he was gone. I think coming back was great for him. But I don't know if he's a first-round pick. I really don't. If you want to call up and respond to that, 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. He's listed as a first-round pick in the CBS Sports app, uh, sports.com site, as well as the SI.com site. So there are lots of people that are, are watch a lot more football than I do, and they think that he's a first-round pick. My thing is, would you draft Debo Samuel? Now, I think there's a section of people that come out and say, you know what? I don't know if I want him on my team, considering the fact that he didn't play in the bowl game. And that's something that's that's coming up a lot now. Christian McCaffrey, that plays for the Carolina Panthers, had a heck of a season for the Panthers. He didn't play in his last bowl game. I'm just saying. Things like that are, I mean, are we going to have to get to a point where we just look over that? Because in my mind, I understand that no one cares about any of these bowl games unless your team plays in them. They didn't sell out the bowl game up there for the Belk Bowl. And that's the same thing for the bowls across the country. It seems like nobody cares unless it's the New Year's Six or the uh, college football playoff. And you got guys that are sitting out for these things. And does that, in your opinion, ding them? What I mean by that is, is that does that take them kind of out of your 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 spot of, hey, I'm going to draft this guy? Because I, I know there is a section of the Carolina fan base that says, you know what? He kind of quit on the team. He should have been out there playing against Virginia. So would you draft Debo Samuel as a first-round pick? Now, the two mock drafts that I pulled up today, one of them had him playing for the Green Bay Packers. The other had him going to the Oakland Raiders. 
Where would you like to see him go? Where do you think he'll, his, his talent will be used the best? If he goes to place for the Packers, he's going to have the, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And yes, I am biased as a Packers fan. I admit that up front. But come on, Aaron Rodgers is a top five quarterback in the NFL. You'd want your, your hometown guy to go and play for him. But I honestly don't think that Debo Samuel is a first-round draft pick because I still question the injury front. And I just don't feel like he had the electricity that he had from his junior year, his sophomore year, when he dealt with uh, with injuries. So if you want to get involved with that, 803-978-1832, Something else that kind of bugged me with Debo a little bit. Seemed like he had a lot of drops at the beginning of the season. When you're a first-round pick, yeah, you, you got to kind of get over that. You got to kind of get over the whole dropsy syndrome. But would you take Debo Samuel in the first round of the draft? Or if you had a need and you have to put your bias aside here, one player that is right there in that uh, lower third of the draft in the first round is Clemson defensive tackle Trevor uh, Dexter Lawrence. If you needed a defensive lineman and you needed a wide receiver, which one would you take? Would you take Debo Samuel, who you could argue gave up on his team, didn't want to play in the, in the Belk Bowl, had some issues with drops? I'm still not completely sold on the is he completely healthy front. Or would you go with Dexter Lawrence, who by all accounts is a game-changing player, but has that, that seed where he couldn't play in his bowl game because he couldn't pass a drug test. Which one would you rather have? 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832. That's a tough one to think about. They're both were dominant players in college. And I guess it could come down to the theory of which one do you uh which position do you need it the most? But if you had to have it on both sides, like, I could see the Green Bay Packers, they need another wide receiver. Randall Cobb is probably done. Debo Samuel would fit right into that spot. But the Green Bay Packers also need a run-stuffing defensive tackle. I mean, you could make an argument for both. But which one would you rather have? 803 978 1-8-3-2 is the number. We'd love to talk to you about that. Some other players uh, as far as where they're going in the draft. Quinnen Williams, the defensive lineman from Alabama, is rated number one by CBS Sports. They got him going to the Cardinals. Moving Nick Bosa down to number two, heading to San Francisco. By the way, San Francisco, man, I they've already got their quarterback. They are starting to build kind of a a decent football team out there with the 49ers. I remember as a kid, the 49ers were like the team of the 80s, the 90s, whatever, when they had Joe Montana and Steve Young and all those guys. Jerry Rice. Now, maybe uh, some... They've been kind of in purgatory for a while. 
Maybe they're going to step out of it and start picking it up a little bit. One player that's moved up is Josh Allen, the edge rusher from Kentucky, moving him up to third for the New York Jets. Your first Clemson player that they have in the draft comes in, according to CBS Sports, Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. They have the first one being Cleveland Farrell at number 13 to the Miami Dolphins. Then they've got the next one would be, as I'm sifting through my notes here, the next one would be all the way down right after... As I'm looking through here, oh yeah, number 32, they've got him going to uh, Dexter Lawrence going to the Rams. So, the question is though, which one would you rather have? Would you rather have Debo Samuel or Dexter Lawrence? Facebook Live folks already checking in. Beth says she would definitely take Dexter Lawrence. You know, it's kind of hard to argue against each one. Both of them did really great stuff while they were in college. But, you know, I it's hard for me to just... I know character is a big thing. We've never really been told why he failed this drug test as far as Dexter Lawrence goes. If I'm going to invest first-round money in him, I want to make sure that he's right. And the same thing goes with Debo Samuel. I mean, I, I definitely want my guys figuring out, you know, why didn't you, why'd you abandon your team going to the bowl game? And I know there's going to be people that tell me, yeah, well, that happens a lot. Yeah, but if I'm the guy that's writing the million-dollar checks, I, these are things I want to know. If you're just going to tell me it's about me, uh, I didn't want to get injured for my chance to go into the NFL, well, are you going to be the guy that, yeah, this is the gladiator sports, sir, you're going to get hit. Are you be the guy that pulls up so you don't get hit, so you don't get injured? I mean, it's a thought. When you're making that kind of investment in a first-round pick, you got to think about that kind of stuff. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. The draft is heavy on quarterbacks. Number seven, Drew Locke going to Jacksonville. Yeah, they, they definitely need a quarterback. That makes a lot of sense. Daniel Jones, the quarterback from Duke, Apparently made himself some money at the Senior Bowl. He played really well there and apparently impressed some folks. So that might be uh, a spot where he may go in the top, I think, 12 is what one of the uh, one of the sites said. I think Clemson is probably going to get, I would say, three guys in. They could get as many as five. I mean, there's, it's not out of the realm to think that Cleveland Farrell, Dexter Lawrence, Christian Wilkins, um, the Mitch Hyatt could also go. I've seen him in, in some mock drafts where if they like a, a def, an offensive tackle, that might be a route where some, some could go. 
just a thought. And a Clemson, the Clemson defensive back that came out, whose name slips my head here. But I think Clemson could have five players drafted in the first round. They're going to have at least three. Cleveland Farrell's been everywhere from 13 to 6 in every draft board that I've looked at. Um, you've also got Christian Wilkins has been from top, uh, top, you know, from 10 to 25 everywhere I've looked. And then, of course, Dexter Lawrence, I think, is going to be a late first-round pick. But interesting stuff there with Debo Samuel projected as a first-round pick after his performance at the Senior Bowl. So, do you think that, uh, which one would you take? Love to take your calls on that, 803-978-1832. Also, we're going to take your calls next week. I'm giving away wrestling tickets. If you want to go to the WWE show on February 23rd, get to see some good WWE stuff next week. We will give away a pair of tickets a day. Call up and cut your wrestling promo. What I mean by wrestling promo is you know, you can channel your inner Dusty Rhodes, your inner The Rock, Ric Flair, however you want to do it. Tell me why we should give you the tickets we got tickets on the floor to go to the wrestling show. So that will happen next week right here on The Rundown. All right, our next segment, we're going to talk some hoops. We can always go back to football if you want, 803-978-1832. we got hoops next segment, though. Clemson and Pittsburgh tonight. If you'd have told me at the start of the season that Pittsburgh would have more ACC wins than Clemson, 19, 20 games in, I probably would have laughed at you. But Pittsburgh has more wins than Clemson in the ACC. So we'll get into that. We'll also talk about the big matchup tonight, 630 at the Colonial Life Arena. Uh, It's sold out, by the way. Colonial Life Arena will be jumping tonight. We'll talk about that. And some comments from Coach Frank Martin about his team and uh, how he thinks they're progressing as the season moves on. So we got all that and more this afternoon on the rundown, including uh, some other stuff here, a little bit of UFC talk with Conor McGregor. We'll tell you what ended up happening with him, his punishment for the big brawl that he got into. Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll also talk about uh, Penny Hardaway basically saying that There are people that are jealous of him because he played in the NBA, and now he's trying to coach. Okay, Penny. Okay, Penny, whatever. We'll get into that this afternoon and more. As I said, WWE wrestling tickets next week right here on The Rundown. If you want to call and join us today on the show, 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. My name is Rob Sanders. Find me on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. You can also catch the podcast. It'll be about 5 o'clock this afternoon. Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk will join you from 4 to 6. More of the rundown in just a moment on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to The Rundown right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Thanks for checking us out this afternoon. Here's what we're going to get into this segment. We're going to look at David versus Goliath because that's basically what it seems like. The South Carolina basketball team 
will take on the number one top-ranked team in the country. That would be the Tennessee Volunteers. And uh, that game tips off tonight at 6.30. Should be an interesting matchup. The couple of interesting notes from that game. The last time that South Carolina played a number one team in the country in the Colonial Life Arena was back in 2010. Devin Downey, former Gamecock guard, had 30 points, led South Carolina over top-ranked Kentucky. The interesting thing about that, though, is that is the only win the Gamecocks have against a number one team. So 1-12 overall, but when you're playing the top team in the country, you know, first of all, it doesn't happen a lot. Before that matchup in 2010, you played that Florida at home. And that was in 2014, so my numbers are mixed up here. But there have been games where the Gamecocks have been right there, including picking up that win in 2010 with Devin Downey scoring 30 points, basically putting the team on his back. You know, the Gamecocks have a couple of guys that can be big playmakers. Chris Silva has already shown he can take the team, put them on his back. And you know what? I like A.J. Lawson. I think Lawson, the guard that's the freshman that uh, is really good, I think he has the ability to lead that team. Coach Frank Martin, though, talked a little bit about the improvement of his team and how far they have come as the season has moved on. You don't um, improve unless you care and you believe. You don't. Not in team sports. I think in team sports, you got to keep a whole lot of personalities in the right place. And you got to have a lot of guys um, rolling in the same direction. It's not about an individual person. It's about collecting a group of personalities. And during the course of challenges and things going right and not going right, figure out a way to stay connected. That's how your team gets better. You don't do that unless people care. And, and they believe in what you're doing. This team's gotten better. You know, has it gotten good enough for everyone to be pleased? Don't know. And to be honest with you, I really don't care. But it's gotten good enough to where I go home every night. I'm really proud of these guys. I just hope that we keep doing that and we stay the course and, and we don't give in to a win or a loss in a bad, bad or good way. Coach Frank Martin, he has to figure out how to slow down Grant Williams Grant Williams is averaging 20 points a game. Now, normally you would think, all right, we stopped this one guy, maybe we've got a chance. Well, the Falls have several different ways that they can get the job done. They have five players averaging double figures. In addition to Williams, Admiral Schofield averages 16, Jordan Bowen at 13, Lamont Turner at 11, and Jordan Bowen, Jordan Bowden at uh, 10, 10 and a half points a game. So they have a lot of different options that can go and score. I watched the majority of the Tennessee-Vanderbilt game from about a week ago. I also watched their game against West Virginia over the weekend. When Grant Williams decides, all right, I'm going to the basket, 
he is just a monster in the paint. I'm really looking forward to the matchup tonight with himself and uh, and Silva and Mike Coatsar. And can Silva stay out of foul trouble? You know, Coach Martin mentioned that yesterday. They really need Silva to make sure that he stays on the floor tonight in front of a packed house at the Colonial Life Arena if they want to have a chance to beat the number one team in the country. Now, Tennessee does have some things that might might slow them down a little bit. They played against Vanderbilt. I don't think Vanderbilt is that great of a team. Vanderbilt took them to overtime. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Of course, Rick Barnes in his fourth season at Tennessee. Starting to get the ball moving up there. They were a good team last year. The Vols are a terrific team as far as shooting at the line. 13th in the nation, hitting 76% of their free throws. So if you get into foul trouble and they're going to the line, it's not going to work out well for you. Not going to work out well for you at all. At all. Tennessee's 4-0 in away games this season, averaging about 90 points per game in those contests. They're third nationally, hitting 50% of their shot attempts this season. Wrap your head around that for a second. They also hold opponents to just 39% from the field. So they're basically hitting every other shot they take, and they're holding you under 40%. Just a dominant, dominant Clemson, uh, excuse me, Tennessee team here. We're going to get into Clemson in just a moment. With their matchup with Pitt, we'll talk about them when they come back. I think that the big thing here, though, as I said, is Chris Silva staying out of foul trouble. If you want to respond to what I've talked about here, you can give me a call at 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. I think it's going to be a tough road for the Gamecocks tonight. They are a nine-point underdog, and I don't know if they can pick up the win or not. Tennessee is... A team that's 18 and one. And when the game gets down to the to the end, when it comes down to free throw shooting and stuff like that, they are stellar. Do the Gamecocks have the personnel to do it? Yeah. But I mean they're gonna have to play a really, really good game to take down this uh this Tennessee team. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. Packed house tonight at the Colonial Life Arena. You know, when I've always said this, too, about that arena, when it's packed at a building, it's a very intimidating place to play. But there aren't very many games where it gets packed. I think it gets packed for a good bit of the SEC games. But it's just... it's too big of an arena in my opinion i've always been the guy that i think of that in college basketball you know 10,000 11,000 at the most 
Now, having 18,000 people there tonight may be the biggest crowd that Tennessee will see this season on the road. Could be interesting. Maybe that'll be something that may uh, hinder the Vols just a little bit. It's the first sellout since January 20th, last year when the Vols were in town to play the Gamecocks. So I think there'll be a lot of Tennessee fans there tonight as well. But still, a packed house at the Colonial Life Arena tonight. I think everybody remembers back in 2010 when uh, Devin Downey had 30 points leading the Gamecocks to a win over Kentucky. You know what? Nobody gave that Gamecock team a chance either. I I thought that Kentucky would blow them out. What do I know? It's all about what happens in between the lines. And Rick Barnes is a heck of a coach, don't get me wrong, but... Frank Martin can coach some basketball. I know there's some folks out there that don't like Frank Martin. I think Kent, watching on Facebook Live, is not a Frank Martin fan. I think there's some folks that get upset when they drop games to Wofford and stuff like that. When it comes down to February and March, the moving season, the Gamecocks are traditionally a tough, tough out. More of your calls in just a moment right here on The Rundown. We'll talk about Clemson and their big matchup. I'll give you my picks for both games right here in just a moment. You are listening to The Rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400. And welcome back to The Rundown. Appreciate you listening in on the program today. 803-978-1832. Some of the stuff we've talked about. Is Debo Samuel a first-round pick in the NFL draft? And would you take Debo Samuel or Dexter Lawrence if you needed both? Meaning, you need a wide receiver, you need a defensive tackle, sort of like my Green Bay Packers. They could go either way in the first round. Because they can't stop the run and they need somebody to replace Randall Cobb. They could also use some help on the offensive line, but I think they'll try to get that later on. But I was thinking about this earlier. Either one would be a great pickup. Which one would you rather have? 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832. We talked about South Carolina, their big matchup tonight with the number one team in the country. 18,000 fans will pour into the Colonial Life Arena to watch that basketball game tonight. Up at Clemson, they will not have 18,000 people there because the arena only holds about 9,000. But I expect a pretty big crowd up at Little John as Clemson returns home. A tough loss over the weekend to uh, North Carolina State. And they welcome in a pit team that is two and 2-5 in conference play. But I say it's a dangerous 2-5 and five team. What I mean by that is, is that they're not going to come in to Little John like last year. I don't think Pitt won a game last year in conference. This year, they have a win over number 15 Louisville. And they've also got a win over number 25, Florida State. So they are not intimidated by teams that are ranked. Louisville is a heck of a team this year, playing really, really well. Also, Pitt played really well on the road against NC State. They uh, lost by 11 at at, uh, Syracuse. They lost to Duke by 15, but Duke pretty much beats everybody senseless. Had some games in there where they got blown out. North Carolina beat them by 25. So 
They have a couple of losses on the schedule that are puzzling. Niagara beat them by a point at home. They lost to... See, there's another 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 one on here that looked kind of silly to me, and I'm trying to find it. Oh, they lost to West Virginia by ten. I'm not sure how how good West Virginia is this year, but this has to be the game for the Clemson basketball team because if you drop to one and six in ACC play, I think it's time to start thinking about all right, chalking up the season. Because one and six does not look good. After this game, you go. Uh, you have Pitt tonight, and then Wake Forest this weekend. And then after that, you go to Georgia Tech, and then Virginia Tech at home. I'm wondering if Clemson drops this game tonight. If the if Brad Brownell may lose that team. And what I mean by that is, is that are you really going to go out there and play hard if you don't have any opportunity to go into a postseason tournament? I think he'll get a heck of an effort tonight, especially from Marquise Reed, the young man that uh, missed the free throws at the end of the game against NC State. I expect him to show out tonight and play really well against Pittsburgh. And Clemson's won four in a row in the series. And I just, I just get the vibe tonight. They're going to be locked in after having their, their hearts broken at NC State. If you look at the Tigers' losses, you can make the argument that they should have won the Florida State game, they should have won the, the NC State game, and they probably should have won the game against Syracuse. Now, Duke and Virginia, not so much. Not so much. But I do think that tonight they will come out and play well. I expect Clemson to win this game, pulling away in the second half. Now, for the South Carolina game with Tennessee, my brain tells me to pick the Gamecocks. I I don't know why. I, I guess it's just because when you go into South Carolina... There aren't very many teams that can come in, and especially when uh, there's like a if there's a big game, I don't see Frank Martin really getting blown out at home. I really don't. So tonight, I think in the Palmetto State, I think Clemson's going to win their game against Pitt, but the talk of the country tomorrow, I think, will be with South Carolina as they pull off the upset tonight. I think the Gamecocks have enough to get it done, and I think that they will uh, rely on Silva. I think Co- uh, Co- Kosar is going to have a good game. Gravit, I think, will play well. But I think the guy that's going to lead them is going to be Silva and A.J. Lawson a little bit too much. A little bit too much, in my opinion. And I think that uh, they'll slow down the Vols a little bit, and it'll be a tight game. But South Carolina will uh, pick up the win. Gamecocks are seven and four at home, by the way. So they've had um, they played pretty well at home, other than the loss to Wofford, which Wofford's turning out to be a pretty good team, and the team's advanced so far so far since then. Now, if the Gamecocks pick up that win 
I think there's going to be a lot more love for them, especially next week in, in the bracketology things and stuff like that. Because they'll be 6-1 and one in the SEC and on top of the conference basically halfway through. But then you got to wonder, as you look at the rest of the schedule, though, it gets tougher. you got to play Kentucky. you got to play Tennessee on the road. It's going to be tough. Tough, tough, tough. But I do think home cooking will work tonight. Nobody thought the Gamecocks could do it when Devin Downey was there. But I think they've got enough as they will uh, have the opportunity tonight to play the number one team in the country. Gamecocks are a nine-point underdog. If you're placing wagers, yeah, I'd take the nine points. Give me the nine points because I think the Gamecocks will definitely cover, and I think they'll pull out the win. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832. Beth brings up a good point. They did lose to Clemson at home. But, Beth, since that matchup at home with Clemson, they've got two losses on the season. At LSU, at Oklahoma State. Everything else, they've been really good. They beat up on North Greenville, Mississippi State, Missouri, Vanderbilt. One over Auburn. They've been playing lights-out basketball. So take the Gamecocks tonight for the win there. All right, when we come back, I've got a couple of little things we're going to get into today. I'm going to pivot back to college football for a moment. An interesting article came out about teams that can rebound from last season. And a couple of them make sense, but then a couple of them I'm not too sure about. So we'll talk about that in a moment. Also... What else can we get into today? Oh, Deshaun Watson did something nice for his mom. Who doesn't like a good mom story? Conor McGregor got into trouble. We'll tell you about what uh, his punishment is for the big brawl that happened. And Penny Hardaway is a whiny, cryy baby. He's just, just whining about silly stuff. We'll get into that in a moment. And what else? Oh, I've got one other little story here that I'll try to weave in this afternoon. Oh, check out the blog page, by the way. Apparently, some TV station in Pittsburgh had a picture of Tom Brady, and they had the little graphic. This is Tom Brady, known cheater. So much hatred for the Patriots. So much hatred for Tom Brady. Go and check that out. It's on the blog page, foxsportsradio1400.com. Keyword is Rob up top. You can uh, see where Tom Brady, according to KDKA in Pittsburgh, is a known cheater. Funny stuff. More of the rundown in just a moment on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to the rundown here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Love the uh, interaction on Facebook Live. Uh, Positive Mike wants to know if I'm running for mayor. No, sir. I will not run for mayor. I, I don't have that in my uh, my my DNA because generally I don't get along with people. It's not it's not really going to work out. I'm not into compromise. I'm into we're just going to go and do things the way that I want to do it. I've been trying to get better. I really have. My poor wife deals with me. Lord bless her. Uh, let's see here. Lots of people are not agreeing with me about uh, the Gamecocks winning. I, I I think they have the potential to do it. Nobody thought that they could do it in 2010, and they did it. So there, there's that. 
Uh, Positive Mike says he also loves the haters calling Tom Brady a known cheater. You got to check out that graphic. It's on my blog page at foxsportsradio1400.com. But not a lot of people agreeing with me on the Gamecocks picking up the win tonight. Tell me why they can't win. I'm just wondering why they can't win. I mean, this Tennessee team went to Vanderbilt and almost lost there. Vanderbilt's not a very good basketball team. Does Tennessee have the talent and the power to blow the South Carolina team out of the water? Yeah, they do. But not today they don't. Not in my mind. It's different when South Carolina plays in that huge arena they have, and it's packed. And not to mention, they've got some players. Chris Silva's a heck of a player. Dean the Hat said it's because they are a Gamecock. Fair enough, Dean. Fair enough, Dean. I'm with you on that. I'm just saying that they have the players to do it. Lawson is a great player. A great player. Trey Campbell's doing what he needs to do. And I like Mike Kotsar, and I like Chris Silva. I think they can slow down the Vols a little bit, and I think that if they can get uh, hit some threes, play good defense, they can win tonight. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. It's just how I feel, man. <laughs> I'm not... I'm not like Gamecock rah-rahing here. They could go out and get blown out. But in my mind, I think that they are a good team and they can give Tennessee problems, especially at home. Now, if they were playing at Tennessee tonight, I'd say nope. But I think playing at home in front of that huge crowd, I think may lean, lean the way for the Gamecocks to pick up the win. So there, there you go with that. Pivoting to college football for a minute, SI.com had an article out about the biggest disappointments that will bounce back in 2019. We're going to blow through these really quick here. Wisconsin, I think that's viable. They've got uh, Jonathan Taylor, the Heisman candidate, at quarterback, or excuse me, the running back. Yeah, they're going to be a lot better next year than they were this year. Then they've got Miami. I don't know if Miami is going to be able to pivot much, but Miami is ahead of everybody else because they are getting tons of folks in that are transfers. Maybe that would be the other uh, way that will lead them back to prominence. Then they have another team on here, and it's Florida State. And they talk about it's the first time that they have not uh, gone to a bowl game since 1981, and they look like a dumpster fire all season. They do have a new offensive coordinator that may help get that offense a little bit more in check. But Florida State has consistently had top 20 recruiting classes, so it's not an issue of they don't have talent at Florida State. I don't want to hear this mess of, oh, well, they just need to get more players. That is the biggest line ever. And it's the same thing I say about South Carolina, too, by the way. South Carolina had players when Will Muschamp came here. Lots of people get angry at me when I say that. They may not have had as much as they did at one point, but they had some players. I'm tired of this whole thing, well, you need seven or eight years to build a program. No, you don't. No, you really don't. 
After four years, you should be able to see some progress of some sort. Especially on the front with Florida State. If I'm a Florida State fan and I'm looking at the recruiting rankings and I'm seeing, oh, wow, we're still up near the top. If we're bringing in all this talent, then it's coaching. Simple as that in my mind. But I don't know. I think Florida State is going to be better this year than they were last year. I think last year was kind of a blip on the radar. Michigan State, they finished 7-6 and six last year. They've got great coaching. I think they're going to eventually come back. Southern Cal, they better get better because if not, they are going to get rid of their coach. Clay Helton will be gone. Arizona, last year's pick that a lot of people thought they were going to uh, – you know, win big in the Pac-12. Kevin Sumlin comes in. Khalil Tate was there. Yeah, they ended up 5-7. and seven. They may be better next year. But then they talk about Auburn. Auburn's an interesting team to me because Auburn could go every year 11-1 and one, or they could go 7-5. and five. Uh, Let me help you out there, Auburn fans, and, and, and actually Gus Malzahn. If you go 7-5 and five this year, you'll be doing guest spots on my show with me because you will not be coaching the Auburn football team. All right, so interesting stuff there. I've got two more things that we're going to get into before we get out of here today. The first one is Deshaun Watson did something really cool for his mom. Basically, it's, it's just so great. I'm going to post this on my blog page. The video of him uh, basically re- redoing her house for his mom May, may bring a tear to your eye. So we'll check, check that out. I'll have that up on my blog page later on. Last two things, though. Conor McGregor is a goofball. He's been suspended by the Nevada Athletic Com- uh, Commission for their roles, uh, himself and Habib, after their big fight. They were suspended nine months and fined $5,000. That's what's going to happen for their brawl that broke out, where they were... They had people jumping into the octagon. So there you go. But now if those two have a rematch, they'll make that money back and a lot more. And finally, our biggest baby segment for today, Penny Hardaway. Yeah, y'all remember Penny Hardaway, played for the Orlando Magic, was a great player. He's upset because he thinks that other coaches don't like him. I'm getting used to this as a coach because it's a little jealousy from a lot of these coaches around the country. I do understand that because we are NBA players trying to come back and we didn't have any experience as college coaches, so we didn't quote-unquote pay our dues. So the coaches and their so-called boys that are in the media, they're always going to throw jabs at us. Well, let me, let me make sure that we understand something here, Penny Hardaway. You got the job at Memphis because you coached an AAU team that had like some top players on it, and they thought that you would drag some of those guys with you to Memphis. Memphis is not a basketball destination. When they went to the Final Four with, uh, with Derrick Rose, that was voided out because they were cheating. Okay? If you want people to leave you alone, here's how you do that. You do a heck of a lot better than going 13-7. and seven. That's what happens. You win more games. Nobody runs their mouth at you. But to whine and say that people are upset with you because you, quote, didn't pay your dues, that just makes you look cheap, man. It makes you look cheap. 
I didn't think you were that great of a coach anyway. I didn't have a lot of high hopes for you, but I did think you would be able to help recruit. I did like the idea that you hired Sam Mitchell, a former NBA Coach of the Year, to come in and help you. You also hired Mike Miller, another NBA guy. So I thought you could go out and take those three guys and maybe get you some talent. And then figure out the X's and O's. Jimmy's and Joe's beat X's and O's a lot. And I thought that was the way that you were going to go. But now, you're looking just kind of silly. Stop whining. Win games. That's what we do. That's how you get people to leave you alone. You win games. All right, more of the rundown tomorrow right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. We'll start breaking down the Super Bowl. Lawton Swan is next. Podcast for this show will be up at 5 o'clock today. And as always, I appreciate it. My picks tonight, Clemson and South Carolina with the upset. Thanks for listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.